You're listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. It is the home team for the ride home, and how do we celebrate International Women's Day? Coming up, we're going to power rank the three most boss lady women, according to us, in the history of womankind. Mm-hmm. Not mankind. Womankind. Womankind. There was an old expression back in the day that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. But the reality is, the hand that once rocked the cradle is now the hand that possesses the gavel. The hand that destroys, creates, rules. Reality is, 2023, women rule the world. They I always say, I was like, where are you going with this? Women, <laughs> w- women rule the world, For regardless sure. of whether they're rocking a cradle or not. For the sure. idea of raising the child, yes, th- that hand now holds gavels. Oh, yeah. And makes decisions and presses buttons to launch missiles. Um, women rule the world. That's right. I got no problem. Men with that. like to pretend that we're in charge and all that, but we're really not. No. And white men love to divide and conquer and oppress because the white man's destroyed this planet and its people more than any other group in the history of life. From environmental to stealing the land of natives to conquering land. I mean, think about the damage that the white man has done. Hey, listen. But we have Columbus just, Day, though. Yeah. We have Columbus Day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, from, I'm from an area that is uh, native native land, Indian tribes, Iroquois, Seneca. Up in, up in Geneva? That's, yeah, that's, that's, right. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. You, you feel it when you're up there. I, I do because I know. Plus, as kids, you learn a little bit about the history of. But what they don't teach you is, is that these white men that look kind of like you came through genocide. Why are we talking about this now? I don't know. It's International Women's Day. Can we just yeah. celebrate that? <laughs> I'm looking forward to next year when we can include Tina in International Women's Day. Why can't I be included now? Because you're, you're not 17. Because <laughs> what? You're not international. And you're 17. No. So you next year you'll be 18. You be, it's not National Girls Day. International Girls Day. It's International Women's Day. I'm a woman. <sighs> I don't know. Do you ever get a, you ever get offended when somebody refers to you as a girl and not a woman? Yeah, for sure. I feel like it just depends on like the context of like, you know, like if they're like you little girl, like. Mm. Or what if a, like you walk in that street and, and a dude's like, "Hey, girl, come here. Hey, girl, mm. let me get your own number." Girl. No, that, because that, that's uh, no, that's, that's like, like catcalling. Yeah, but, uh. no. Dean's asking you that because Dean sometimes on TV when talking about women's fights would say "girl" and I'll text him and say "say woman, say woman." Yeah, like women's definitely better. I guess again, it depends on the context for me. If girl will try, upset me, try it with Courtney, our marketing and content <laughs> boss. See how she feels about girl versus woman. Man, see how that goes Courtney, for you. Courtney is my dog. But you see know how it goes if you're dog. like, trust me, Courtney. Know what's up? So if you said to her, "You're a smart girl," see how that goes as opposed to smart woman. See how that goes. Try that. I, I, I wonder how I'm gonna say you're smart, Dame. Dame is nice. What? Dame is nice Dame. and broad. Yeah. <laughs> a smart broad. Don't say broad. That's a smart broad. No, yeah. woman. Uh, anyway, to all the women out there. Whether you are rocking the cradle or banging the gavel or making the decisions for multi-billion dollar corporations, we celebrate you. Never get enough credit. Never get the credit you deserve. And um, always try to be oppressed by the white man. That's right. But Power to the people. But don't worry. They try and oppress everyone. That's right. They. I don't identify as. That's right. Power to the people. Do you identify as a white male? No. Only when you do golf leaderboard updates? Yeah, only when, <laughs> only when I, yeah, only when I do that. Wyatt Oldman? Yeah, Wyatt Oldman. We are inside the cocktail hour. What did Frank Sinatra say about cocktails on International Women's Day? He said, it's the cocktail hour. Hey, Erica. Nope. Uh, Dean Thomas. <laughs>
No. Uh, no. <laughs> he said it's a cocktail hour. This one's for you, ladies. Oh, it's the cocktail hour. This one's for you, ladies. That's exactly right. <laughs> we celebrate you today. It's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. You don't want Holler Eric. at Dean Thomas. You don't want Eric to holler at Dean Thomas. <laughs> holler at Dean Thomas. Uh. Careful what you wish for. You don't want Erica hollering at you. But if she wants to, you don't want to. Just saying. Cocktail hour is being presented by Brightline. Brightline to Miami FC soccer games, Fort Lauderdale Station, Commonary Shuttle. Take you right there to the stadium. You can, uh, for World Baseball Classic happening at Lone Depot Park, uh, they got the uh, home runner trains with Commonary Shuttle. And remember, of course, for the Miami Heat, buzzer beater trains mean you're guaranteed to get there in time for tip. No traffic, no parking hassles. Skip on 95 and all the nonsense and headaches that is. And instead, just ride in comfort and enjoy the ride. And by the way, cocktails and snacks, complimentary when you upgrade to premium car. Go Brightline.com, download the free Brightline app, punch in my promo code JoshC10, you save money on all your trips with Brightline. UFC's King of All Media, Dean Thomas, today with a black knit cap. I will say this, though, Josh. Yes. When Tom and Giselle broke up, Giselle got herself a black belt, a jiu-jitsu black belt. Yes. Now, Tiger and old girl broke up. I know you're not comparing. If she won a black belt, that's all I'm saying. I got a black belt. I, I know you're not comparing Giselle to Erica. I'm just saying I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt. You know what I'm saying? Why is he doing this? <laughs> It happened once. It didn't happen twice, so it's not a trend. But I'm just saying, she can make it a make it no, a trend. No, I'm gonna show you a picture right quick, and you're not gonna say another word about any of this. <laughs> and you're gonna say, "My bad, my, my bad, my bad." I'm with you. Uh, Dean's wearing a black knit cap today. Says Rev Gear to match his black Rev Gear T-shirt. Um, but the the, the cap is kind of like a beanie hat. Yeah. But you look very X Games. I know, man. But you look was, very. I, you know, the, snowboard. You know what? I had this bad habit. Of just like when I see something laying around, I just put it on. Like if it's like a, a an item of clothing or whatever, I'll just put it on. That's because you're cold and anemic. No, <laughs> it's called layering. No, but like like today I wasn't. I just I just saw the hat sitting on the chair and I just put it on and that's been on ever since. Well, speaking of black knit caps, one of the men who famously wore one, according to a court transcripts in his murder trial. Oh, uh, OJ Simpson. <laughs> Listen, we may be an ESPN affiliate and we may have access to journalists and writers and reporters that cover the NFL. I've got connections within the Baltimore Ravens and Baltimore media, of course. But Tina, when we want the inside, when we want really what the Lamar Jackson situation is about, we want to understand what is happening with Lamar, why it's happening with Lamar, and what Lamar should consider. We don't contact my friends from Baltimore media. No. We don't tap into the writers that cover the Ravens for ESPN, do Mm -mm. we, Dean? No No way. We go to a trusted, reliable source that understands this situation probably better than anyone. O.J. Simpson. And he understands the, he has the integrity of truth. He has the integrity of truth? Yes. The integrity of truth. Yes. I don't know what that means. It just means that, you know, he respects it. Truth. Truth. <laughs> he respects the integrity of truth? Yes. I don't even know what the integrity of truth means. Which means that... When you listen to him, no one's ever said no one's ever said OJ Simpson and integrity in the same sentence. That's what I'm saying. And no one else has said the only time someone's mentioned OJ Simpson in truth is I wish OJ would just tell the truth. (laughs) He would finally tell the truth. He's a changed man. He's a changed man. Yes. Um, What you can hear from this sounds like a bunch of CTE. That's here. So, 
let's so, so let's say this. Let's let's just say this. Um, I grew up in Western Central New York, Buffalo Bills country, and the Buffalo Bills were not very good. But O.J. Simpson, when I was a little 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 kid, O.J. Simpson was the man. When I was a baby, O.J. Simpson was the man. It was the legend. It was the guy. O.J. Simpson was uh, a movie star, a TV star, a beloved national figure. And then he brutally murdered his ex-wife and a waiter who was at the wrong place at the wrong time returning her mother's glasses. That's why you should never do nice things for people. Mm. That could have happened to you returning that wallet. It's true. The other day in Las Vegas. Right. Um, In this O.J. Simpson, we got three parts. Him talking about Lamar Jackson, his thoughts, why he thinks Lamar would love Las Vegas, what this is all really about. But when I hear this, I hear finally an old man who sounds like the concussions have finally now resulted in CTE that will probably eventually take his life. And it's like, finally, come through death. Take this man with you. Do, well, do you think anybody will be like sad when that happens? For sure, of course. Of course there will be. Because he is the most charming he, he, there are people that swear, if I ever see that man, I'm going to punch him in his face. If I ever see that man, I'm going to tell him off. And then he walks into a restaurant. He smiles at you and says, how are you? And everyone goes, oh, Jake, I get a picture. Of course you could. Great to see you. He's that level charming. He, he makes women that used to on the air rail against him and beg that he be executed. He makes them like Wendy Williams. He mm-hmm. went and stood with her and she's like, I didn't want to like you. But I do. For real? Oh, my God, yeah. But if you listen close, you can hear, like, the dementia beginning to set in. Okay. And hopefully it uh, claims him sooner. I'm a fan of justice. Yes. And accountability. What he did to those people is barbaric. What he did to those human beings who have family members and friends that were good, decent people by all accounts. Ron Goldman worked with disabled kids. I mean, voluntarily. You know, um, what he did to those, whether or not the legal system played out, we all saw the nine part series on ESPN. Well, you still need to. Right. I didn't, I didn't see it. You need to. Made in America. OJ Simpson. It is a, it is the greatest uh, documentary series you'll ever watch in your life. It explains race in America. It explains America in America. And you've got jurors that flat out just say in the end, we didn't care about any of that. This was payback, which we all knew in 1995 Mm -hmm. anyway. But what he did to this country to divide this country and what he did, what, what he allowed to happen, what all he had to say was, I did it. I can't believe I did it. I deserve to die. Please put me to death. I murdered these people. I can never apologize. I can ne- I deserve a fate worse than. And you know what would have happened if he would have just owned that? You'd gone to prison for a little bit. And right now he'd be on Dancing with the Stars. Be like, that's true. Call yeah. it 888 888 <laughs> 444 OJ OJ. OJ Simpson in the semifinal. <laughs> That's pretty funny though. Because Americans will forgive you of yep. anything as long as you say, it's my bad. Yep. I'm so sorry. I was wrong. They would have forgiven him. Literally. Yeah, I know. And they wouldn't it's- have seek the death penalty. And so he would have gone to pre- because that was 1995, October 95. So that's 28, almost 28 years ago. So say he does 20 years. He'd have already won Dance with the Stars twice. <laughs> Defending champion. Oh, Jason. Yeah. And then the music they would play while he danced. Yeah. <laughs> like, think of some of the songs. Like, it'd be like that's not appropriate. No. But America has become that. You saw Don't Look Up. Yeah. 
That's who we I mean, are. It's terrible. Um, so for insight on Lamar Jackson, let's take a listen to OJ Simpson's first thoughts on Lamar in this situation. Hey, Twitter world, is me, yours truly. Well, who would believe it? Lamar Jackson is a free agent right now, even though uh, you could pick him up for two number one draft choices. What a deal that would be. Look, they gave up two number ones and two number twos, a starting tight end, a couple of other lamaxes, but Denver gave all that up to get Russell Wilson. Now, do you honestly think you're going to be able to get Lamar Jackson for two number ones. I don't think so. I think whoever tries to sign him, uh, Baltimore is going to match it. This way, Baltimore doesn't have to negotiate with him. Let him go out and negotiate. Uh, if somebody gives him a guaranteed contract, then Baltimore can say, okay, they were going to give it to him. We're going to give it to him. And I'm sure in the back of their minds, they're going to say, we're going to get even with whichever team did that. I can't make them really, really that happy. I'm so glad to hear joy. And O.J. Simpson has yeah. joy in his life. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that he has happy, that he can laugh again. Because, I mean, if you listen close to that, Tina, I know you don't really know the baseline of O.J. Simpson, but you can hear that's an old man that's losing his he thoughts. He definitely was. And no. he's slurring his speech a little bit, right? You can hear that, yeah. that, that, that you know, death is death right now is, is, is on his way. Yeah. Which makes me happy. He sounded like he was drunk. He may have been. Yeah. He may have been. But I hate to say this, and I'm going to say this. For the first time since 1994, I agree with O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> the points that he made, clearly, yeah. he, clearly he watched get up. Yeah, he heard somebody else he say watched, so he just he, regurgitated He regurgitated that because what he's saying is not only accurate, but the manner by which he framed it is consistent with how Dan Graziano and others would explain it mm-hmm. on ESPN television. So, um, But there is OJ and then he's just laughing and yeah. it's, good, it's good to be <laughs> he laughing at his own stupid joke. <laughs> sitting there by him saying, hey, Twitter world. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, OJ, Tina, you have no idea the OJ Simpson, like Dean, rem- Dean remembers because it was the summer after high school graduation. Mm-hmm. It's summer of 1994. I remember. Summer after high school graduation. Wasn't a thought. OJ said, no, but you have no idea. Like when we, like you don't understand the news. Like you don't understand. Everybody that you knew, knew exactly what was happening in the trial that day. The trial was on TV from, was it, uh. Noon, because it was 9 o'clock in California, mm-hmm. maybe maybe 8 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, so it'd be 8 a.m. California time, um, all day. And then there was special TV shows that covered what happened during the trial, that would recap what happened during the day, and then experts would come on, and people that testified earlier. This was cabled. This was every day, Tina, from January of 1995 through October. Of 1995. Wow. This went down with the Bronco chase June 17th of 94. OJ went running on, 19, uh, on June 17th, the Bronco chase. So there was still the coverage leading up for June, July, August, September. But then the trial started in January. And then America was like, we have a, we have a soap opera I, every tell day. Tell me about it, yup. It was, it was the golly. Every checkout of every store. There's no smartphones. It's the Inquirer. It's the Star Magazine. It's those other tabloids, and it's all OJ stuff. His face, the people that testified, the people that testified, whether they were a limo driver or a cop or a former or a restaurant employee, they became celebrities. 
They then started having appearances. They would walk into a restaurant. People would stand up and cheer. It was the most weird, surreal time in American history. Cato Kalin was famous for a long time. Cato Kalin was a deadbeat who lived in his <laughs> guest house, who was just OJ's kind of like he would hook him up with, with, with Ye- allegedly would hook him up with Yayo. <laughs> allegedly, like, he, you know, Cato's like kind of like, but OJ also didn't trust Cato because, you know, around his, around his ex-wife. So like keep him close. You know what I'm saying? Cato Kalin was, was literally a dude that crashed in his, in his guest house, in the pool house. <laughs> yeah. And he got morning radio show jobs yep. and wow. he was on reality TV shows and he would host parties. Yep. And it was the most surreal, bizarre, because this was, this was OJ Simpson. OJ says it himself in that documentary. He says, I'm not black. I'm OJ. He didn't think of himself as a black man. He didn't view himself as a black man. He said, I'm OJ. I don't have that. I'm not that. I'm not with them. I'm not. not. I'm me. I'm OJ. OJ Simpson was one of the most famous and beloved American personalities. He would be in the Naked Gun movies being funny. He'd be in the Towering Inferno, other movies being serious. The Hurst he, commercials. He would, yeah, he, well, yeah, he was commercial pitchman. He was one of the first black athletes that had national uh, commercial campaigns, magazine and television. Chevy, um, soft drinks, and of course, Hertz. He was their guy. O.J. Simpson was the guy that no one wanted to believe was capable of that crime because he was always smiling and happy and handsome and he would be on all of the, you know, Battle of Network superstars. He'd be on uh, Circus of the Stars. You know, the old 70s and 80s reality <laughs> competition stuff involving celebrities. OJ was that famous, but he was that beloved. He was the guy. He was the sideline reporter for NBC um, for football. You know, he, he used to be in the booth for Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football, he was in the booth as an analyst. That's crazy. I think it was him and Joe Namath and uh, I want to say Al Michaels. For, for Al Michael's been around that long? Oh, yeah. Al Michael's been around for a minute. Um, O.J. Simpson, his wife is murdered. And it's his story. And America, America is like, what? How, his ex-wife? And, what? and then people start going, he totally, he killed his wife. No, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. This was Sunday. Uh, this was Sunday night late. Sunday, 10.30 p.m. Uh, he murders his ex-wife and her friend outside of her uh, townhouse. Meanwhile, inside the house, his little kids, age nine and seven, are sleeping. There's candles lit in the house, and he butchers them. I'm not saying allegedly, because allegedly, according to, but then the civil trial, right, he, he was yeah, found he guilty. guilty. So according to the civil trial, he was responsible for those deaths in those in that fashion. Um, he left them there to bleed out, and this was a crime scene that was something in which even the cops that arrived said one person, a human being did this to these other people in this neighborhood Mm. for what, how, what, because it wasn't an attempt to steal anything. And it's not like sending a a message. If you want somebody gone, there's cleaner, easier ways to do it. Right. This was a, this was was a passion. This was a passion and hatred and vitriol. Now all of a sudden it's a Wednesday and there's a funeral and we see him on Xanax wearing sunglasses and he's there in the bizarre situation of being with his former in-laws and his former sisters-in-law at the funeral of his ex-wife that half the people there are like, what are you doing here? 
you did this. Yeah. Like, why are you here? You did this. And then Friday, he's supposed to turn himself in. Now, if it's me or Dean, they come get us and they put us in handcuffs and that's it. But it's O.J. Simpson. And so his lawyers negotiate a surrender and he's going to turn himself into the police and we're going to ha- do this just fine. And he's at the Kardashian household on Friday, June 17th in the morning. And O.J. says, I'm killing myself. And Kim and Courtney and Chloe's dad, uh, Robert Kardashian Sr., is like, O.J., been friends for decades. And they all loved O.J. because O.J. was famous. Mm-hmm. And O.J. was charming. And they were all, you know, they were country club buddies with O.J. because he's the man. Everybody likes famous friends. Everybody, you know, you get to be better table at the restaurant. Yeah, Everybody's looking at you. for sure. You table at the club. You don't need tickets to go to a concert. You do whatever you want. Just walk you in with O.J. You walk in with O.J. And O.J. tells Robert Kardashian, I'm going to kill myself. And Robert says, let's pray on this. And they start praying. And then O.J. decides he's going to kill himself in one bedroom of the house. I'm going to kill myself in there. He's got a gun. And Robert Kardashian's like, you can't. That's my daughter Kim's room. Before Kim Kardashian became Kim Kardashian, O.J. almost killed himself in her bedroom. People don't know this. Yeah, that's, this, is, this is so weird. Don't know. Yeah. This is the actual true accounts of what happened that day. And then Kardashian says, let's pray on this. And they go in the backyard and they pray on this. And O.J. says, I'm going to do it right here. But then O.J. realizes that he doesn't want his body to kind of just rot in the hot sun in June because he's vain like that. He doesn't want it just to sit there. And so they go for a walk. They go for a walk. And then the cops are like, where is he? And Shapiro's like, we're turning himself. Don't worry. And then A.C. Al Cowlings shows up. O.J. jumps in with him. Boom. They got disguises. They got cash. They got the gun. He's leaving. He's making a run for it. Problem is, the cops spot him. And then O.J.'s in the back seat. He's got the picture frame with his wife and his kids in it. He's holding it against his chest. He's clutching it. That was his family. That was his wife. That was his love. And he's got the gun to his own head. And O.J.'s going to kill him. Innocent people don't normally do that. Right. Yeah, yeah. They don't normally run. They don't normally, you know, threaten to kill himself. They don't try to. Um, This was Friday, June 17th. And everybody was like, oh, my God. He really did it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. I could not believe I mean, I had a feeling early that week that like, yeah, because there were there were always stories before that O.J. was abusive, that he would that he used to beat his wife, that he had these altercations. They would be in the tabloids. Right. Read it in the Inquirer. The same tabloids years before. Right. So that day was like, oh, my God, we talk about all the time. The Bronco Chase Day of June 17, 1994 was a Friday. They made a 30 for 30 about it. Because it was the day that the World Cup happened in the United States. Mm. It was the day that the Rangers had their uh, parade through Manhattan. It was the day that uh, Ken Griffey had his day. It was the day that Arnold Palmer played his last round of a major in the U.S. Open. It was it was this bizarre sports day. But then uh, no, it was game uh, five of the NBA Finals with the Knicks and the Rockets. And they interrupted that. What a day. I saw, but I know, like, all this is going on. So, like, he was the original Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the original Aaron Rodgers. The, Hold so my beer. NBC my beer. Sports has the uh, NBA, and they have the NBA Finals. And so the NBA sports guys, like Bob Costas, Bob Costas, this is their co-worker. So now they're interrupting Game 5 of the NBA, I think it was Game 5, of the NBA Finals from Madison Square Garden so they can cut in and say, um, our coworker is now a fugitive of justice. He's running from the police. We have live footage here from KABC of that's our coworker. That's our. And then the boss is like, don't say that no more. He's fired. Yeah. Like, 
That's OJ Simpson. And it was Tina. It was to this day the biggest single night of pizza delivery in American history. More pizzas were ordered for delivery that night than any other night. Everybody was just staying home and watching that. Because oh, yeah. They're like, order pizza. Yeah. I remember I, I was with a girlfriend and, and we called to order pizza and they said it's a three hour wait. Ooh. And we're like, that's okay. <laughs> it's worth it. Um, that was OJ Simpson. And there were people that were on the overpasses and along the side. They knew the route that he was on. He was on the, the, the uh, 5 freeway, 405 or the 5? One know. of them. People knew the route that his truck was going to go. Somehow they found time to get poster boards. That's what I'm saying. Like, how did they find? Like, this isn't a social media age where you where we right. had Instagram and, and, and FaceTime. Like, how did they know he, where he was going? There is the Ford Bronco, O.J. Simpson, inside that vehicle being followed by police on the 5 freeway heading towards. And then these people would be on the overpass inside the road. And they'd have poster boards and say, we love you, O.J., or, or run don't juice. squeeze yeah. the juice. Yeah. <laughs> or run juice run. Yeah. And they thought it was cute and clever. And I'm like, how the hell did they have time to make poster like right on- <laughs> and, and then he was gonna negotiate, he was gonna go to his house. He wanted to go back to his home. He wanted to go back to his home. His mom was there. And, and so, so like, okay. So then they pulled up in front of the house and he they got he won't come out the car. And so there was a couple hours they were waiting for it to turn dark. Because he didn't want this whole thing, it was, it was so surreal because you thought at any second you're going to hear a gunshot. You're going to mm-hmm. see brain splatter. So, something's going to happen. It was the most captivating, fascinating, compelling broadcast I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anything like it. You, were you right. watching that yeah, night? No, I, I mean, I can't remember it. But You can't remember the Bronco chase? I mean, it's not, not in this vividly. Wow. I remember seeing the car and seeing like the helicopters and stuff like that. If you ask on your Facebook page, uh, what do you remember about the O.J. Simpson Bronco chase? People will tell you what they were wearing, what they were eating, exactly where they were. People remember like every detail. It's one of those days like I was wearing yeah. a red sweater and we were waiting for the David Hasselhoff pay-per-view concert. <laughs> or David Hasselhoff. Oh, man. Um, let's take a quick listen to O.J. Simpson, our NFL expert, um, who uh, has further insight on Lamar Jackson and how all this is going to shake out. I know, you know, we're talking about the Raiders. I live here. Nobody's putting Lamar with the Raiders. The Raiders, they say, maybe going after Garoppolo. Well, Garoppolo gets hurt just as much as Lamar, and you're going to have to pay Garoppolo a pretty penny to get him. I know Mark Davis. Mark Davis loves celebrities. He's, that's why he signed Gruden, got him out of the boots of Monday Night Football. That's why he went uh, after Josh, you know, Baltimore. I mean, New England's offensive uh, coordinator. They got some stars here. You know, there's no better wide receiver than Devontae Adams. Um, uh, I don't think anybody really believes that whoever signs Lamar, Lamar is going to end up with him because I think most people truly believe Baltimore is going to match it. Uh, Two number ones is just not enough for a guy of his talent and his skills. Even though I do understand Baltimore, I've been reluctant to give a fully guaranteed contract over a number of years to a guy who lately has been getting hurt. But everybody gets hurt. You take that gamble with everyone. Uh, you hear an old man. Was he eating ribs? Who's rambling? It's not like his teeth are falling out. Yeah. Like, yeah. like his dentures are like, yeah. Uh You hear a rambling old man. We talk about self-awareness. We talk about the lack of self-awareness. Yeah. O.J. Simpson being on social media. And releasing videos with his thoughts on things yeah. is a complete and utter, first of all, narcissism, without question, narcissism, right? 
sociopathic narcissist who believes that people want to hear his opinions and thoughts on things yeah. and that he should share them when in reality he should either be in prison or he should be been put to death by now but he certainly shouldn't be hey here's what i think yeah because Rambling. brother you murdered butchered two innocent people the mother of your kids and a young man with a full life in front of him that worked with disabled children and you want to laugh and joke on video about the future of the market you should just go gone away somewhere to live a life in solitude and think to yourself, I can't believe I got away with murdering two people. Yeah, man, this is horrible. And but the good news is you can hear in his voice. Yeah, he's he death is coming bad. for him. Yeah, he sounds drunk like he was at a barbecue eating. The good news is that you can hear that his brain function is deteriorating. Yeah, so it won't be long now. Uh, and finally, O.J. Simpson on why Lamar would love Las Vegas. Take a listen. In any event, Lamar. Hey, man, come on out here to Las Vegas. It's a little cold right now, but, you know, it's about to get really nice. Uh, brand new stadium, star wide receiver, and, hey, some of the greatest restaurants you'll ever find anywhere. Great nightlife. <laughs> come on, Lamar. Come to Las Vegas. Be a Raider, buddy. Take care. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, breaking news, Lamar Jackson has just hired O.J. Simpson as his agent. Yeah. <laughs> no. That, uh, la- that laugh got me, though. La- he Lamar, for no reason. Lamar Jackson is a smart, capable, young man of God. There is no way that he's going to say, I'm going to go to the Raiders because O.J. Simpson told me it's a good idea. Yeah. Let me go hang out with him. <laughs> um, the Raiders are probably like this. No! no don't say don't do, yeah, yeah, don't you? Yeah, don't bring us into this. What we got to do with this? The worst endorsement you can have is O.J. Simpson saying, vote for this candidate. Yeah. Then that candidate calls a press conference and we got nothing to do with O.J. Simpson. <laughs> In fact, somebody that wants a candidate to lose right. should hire O.J. to say, hey, back that person for sheriff. Man, that <laughs> that knowing America would backfire. Like, OJ told us to vote yeah. for him. We love OJ. People think they would do you know, when they see OJ. They would refuse to shake his hand. They'd spit on him. They'd slap him, whatever. And then he enters the room. He smiles and looks at you, and they all do the same thing. Nice to meet you, too. OJ, big fan. That's what they do. We got breaking news from college basketball. One of the all-time legends and greats. This just in. Breaking news. We'll share it with you next. Uh, right now, though. Quick reminder on Life Imaging FLA and the amazing life-saving heart scans they do and full body scans they do. Get a free heart scan. They're offering, I mean, they're offering you a free heart scan with minimum requirement. Take advantage of the opportunity to find out. If your heart's good, if you got blockage, find out. Stay and get full body scan as well. I had them both done. Takes just a couple of minutes. You lay there. a couple. It, it means you feel nothing. It's almost like getting an x-ray done. Here's why it's important, because most people have no idea that something's going on inside of them until it's late or it's possibly too late. They can detect cancers up to a decade before you'd even have a symptom. They can detect heart blockage and things that you'd never know was the issue. 30 to 40% of heart attacks, the first symptom is death, sudden death. Do yourself this, because you've heard me talk about it. You've heard the stories. You heard about Bridget and her husband. You heard about Karen and her story. On your cell phone, call pound 250, and then when prompted, you just say three words, free heart scan. Call pound 250 and say the keywords, free heart scan. Stop putting it off. Do it today. Do it to find out if you're all good. You can get a free heart scan with minimum requirement. Why wouldn't you? Just for peace of mind. Because a lot of you have kids that want to see you, see them grow up and have lives of their own. Do it to be around for them. Just do it. 
Call pound 250 and then say free heart scan for my great friends, great people, saving lives. That's all they do at Life Imaging FLA. We're back in moments. The home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Big breaking news from college basketball. And this is one of those situations where I go, this is the last of the legends. This is the last of the, you know, Mike Krzyzewski last year at Duke. It was last season. Yeah. And now this, it just feels like that whole era. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like the the dying breed. I can't believe that it went on this long, but regardless, we'll tell you what that situation is in just a second. Uh, Right now, though, Tina wants me to remind you that St. Lucie Battery and Tire has been your home of honest, reliable service since 1970. If you got a guy, like, you know, I got a brother-in-law. He's a mechanic. He owns a garage, but he's 1,200 miles away. Um, there's nothing like having family that can, you know, service and fix your car because you know they're telling you straight what you need. They're not going to tell you things you need that you don't. They're going to do right by you. That's St. Lucie Battery and Tires way. They got batteries for anything. Cars, trucks, SUVs, of course. What do you got in an RV? They got your battery. Like Amanda, Nunez. And- mm-hmm. I'm trying to get me an RV. They got a, they got a, they got a, they got all these toys. They got yeah. side by sides. Yeah. They got Marine Power Sports. Tennessee Battery and Tire, they got batteries for everything. They got tires for all your needs as well. But more than that, they can get you in and out for an oil change faster and cheaper than the dealership where you got your car. Get you in. They keep sending you the postcards and trying to get you to listen. What you need is somebody that knows your vehicle because your car is your second biggest investment. You need honest, good people, family-owned business. It's the American dream. That's the St. Lucie Battery and Tire way. Check them out online. They got 17 locations from West Palm through the Treasure Coast. Check them out online. Make an appointment. Just stop in. SLBT.com. SLBT.com. St. Lucie Battery and Tire. The best. Your home of honest, reliable service. Speaking of which, we got ourselves some breaking news. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. After 47 seasons, according to ESPN News Services, Jim Beheim will not be returning as the men's basketball coach at Syracuse. It was announced just moments ago. Just hours after Syracuse lost to Wake Forest on a buzzer beater three. Oh, a buzzer beater three. Literally, they, they, they scored this three-pointer with 0.2 seconds left. Oh. In the second round of the ACC tournament, Syracuse announced that Adrian Autry will be replacing Bayheim. Quote, there is no doubt in my mind that without Jim Bayheim, Syracuse basketball would not be the powerhouse program it is today. Chancellor Kent Savard said in a statement, Jim has invested and dedicated the majority of his life to building this program, cultivating generations of student-athletes, and representing his alma mater with pride and distinction. I extend my deep appreciation and forever gratitude to an alumnus who epitomizes what it means to be forever orange. After the loss today, Beheim hinted that he would be retiring, but he said that it was up to the university to decide his future. Quote, as I've said from day one, when I started working here, the university hired me and it's their choice what they want to do. I always have the choice of retirement, but it's their decision as to whether I coach or not. It always has been. I've just been lucky 
to be able to coach this long. He added later, quote, I gave my retirement speech last week and nobody picked up on it. Oh, and that co- is sad. Um, Bayheim's official coaching record is 1,015 wins, 441 losses. 101 wins having been vacated because of NCAA rules violation that was in sanction. Retired Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski holds a Division I career record with 1,202 victories. Bayheim ranks second. He took Syracuse to the NCAA tournament 35 different times and advanced to the Final Four in four of those trips, winning the national championship in 2003. Jim Bayheim is Syracuse basketball. Mm-hmm. Jim Bayheim is Syracuse, New York. Syracuse, New York is Jim Bayheim. Syracuse Orange and Orange Men is Jim Bayheim. Does that make sense, Tina? He is Syracuse basketball, but basketball Syracuse is also he. You said 47 seasons? 47 seasons. Oh, my goodness. I'm just glad that I got a chance to see him before he he left. You 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 watch that game? I watch that game. Um, Did you really watch it? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> oh, well, he kept trying to see where the TV cameras were. Yeah, yeah. So we could put his head in the frame where Jalen like, Hurts yeah, was sitting in front of him. the cameras pointed at yeah. Jalen. I was like, yo, what's up, yo? I've never known another Syracuse coach other than Jim Beheim In my entire life, the only person I've ever known that was coach of Syracuse was Jim Beheim My earliest recollections of Syracuse basketball being a thing. And he was a guy that seemed to get more hair as he got older. He was a guy that, <laughs> guy that seemed to get more, more handsome as time went on. And I only briefly met him once as a kid in high school in the Dome when we were there for the cross game and he had to be hanging out. But Jim Beheim, where I'm from, is a legend, is an icon, is the most important man in the room. I never really met him. Then last year, Memorial Day weekend, our friend Adam Weitzman invited me to come up to the Hamptons, come up to the Hamptons, and let's hang out. I got some friends. We got rented a place for the weekend. And I walked into the house, set my bag down, and in the kitchen was Adam and a tall man and a couple of uh, young boys in their early 20s. And they introduced themselves, and that's Jimmy, and that's Buddy, and that's Nick, and that's Jim. And I was like, oh, coach, yeah, of course. But, like, I didn't realize it was him. Until right. I was like, oh. And we spent all weekend together. What a great dude. What a great dad. What a great man. What a cool cat just to hang with. Just, like, funny and just busting Adam Stones and vice versa. But you'd never get the idea that that was the guy that was the guy. You know, but then we would watch the NBA playoffs, me and, and Coach Beheim, and he would tell me stories about or he would say, Yeah, Boston's gonna beat Miami. And I'm like, why? Miami's got home places. Look. And he would point out things like Dean. He he sees things, you know, like Dean. Like I I didn't notice that. I didn't realize that. But you know what's crazy is that when he got hired, like I don't like the how it revolved, the staff like around him had to have changed. Like there's probably nobody there that that's there now. Of course not. Yeah. No. No one. Not the chancellor. That's what I'm saying. Not a professor. Yeah. Like because they're all probably gone. And then like it's there's not a janitor. No. Yeah. He's got <laughs> he has got to be the longest tenured employee of the entire university. And that to me is fascinating. You think there's a professor that's taught 47 years? Maybe. Maybe some professor emeritus on sabbatical. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But it's probably Jim behind the longest Syracuse employee. He is Syracuse. Syracuse is he. It is inseparable um, forever and ever and ever. Amen. But how college basketball changed from when he began right. to where it is now, it's not even funny. And if you guys want to get nostalgic or sentimental, there is a 30 for 30 about the Big East. Watch that. You'd love that. 
because it's like it's the coaches and mm-hmm. the, but we remember what the Big East was the beast. I remember Big East basketball changed college basketball. Mm-hmm. Big East basketball is kind of why March Madness became what it did. I mean, the money, the exposure, the television. It's the Big East. Those were the perfect characters. It was a perfect John Thompson at Georgetown, Louis Carnesecca at St. John's, um, J- Rick Patino at Providence, Gary Williams at Boston College, Jim Beheim at Syracuse. We're talking about 1985. Like, I remember those days. Yeah. Jim Beheim. Topic A, story. it's uh, breaking news on ESPN. Red box on the screen will not return a Syracuse coach. I've never known of another coach of Syracuse. And that's the university where I'm from. It's a Syracuse's, yeah. you know, that's the school, man. He put Syracuse on the map. There's no way Syracuse basketball would have become what it did without him. There's no way. There's no way. He could have became Jim Beheim without Syracuse. Syracuse wasn't right, going to become right, right, right. Syracuse without Jim Beheim. So, this is, I mean, this is definitely going to be hard for him. Like, what is he, like... He probably knows nothing else. Well, except for like just his routine of coaching. It means more hanging out with Adam. Yeah, right. Which is going to be a painful. <laughs> Adam busts stones. But do you, he probably he probably doesn't pay for food anywhere in the city. Oh no, no. Hell no. Dean, I told you I was on a plane one time in 1998. Tina, do you remember me telling the story? I was on a plane leaving Syracuse to come back down here. Oh yeah, and they held they held it up for and, him. and they held the plane at the gate. We're like, I, what are we I waiting for? This story, what are, what but... are we waiting for? We're we waiting for the air condition is not on. They didn't turn it. I remember that. Yeah, there's two seats left on the plane. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? They didn't make any announcements. There's nothing wrong with nothing. Finally, two people come on. Jim Beheim, red faced, and his gorgeous wife, and he's got red face, like embarrassed and hot mm-hmm. and running. He sits down. They close the door. Close the gate. Plane pushes back. We were waiting for him. Well, like that's I, power. I would have had that conversation with like he probably called the pilot and was like, "Hey, there's you know, I'm at the light. There's like a hundred. Hold up for me. Yeah, yeah. there's like 130 passengers. I know. On what the plane. I'm saying like he called the pilot and was like, "Hey, yo, Jim, I'm at the light. Yo, yeah. hold, it, hold it for me. Yeah, no, he literally calls the yeah. the airport, <laughs> and then someone at the airport's like, "We'll hold the plane for you, even though there's 128 of us waiting to go. <laughs> we're holding like." I remember. I was like, man, this, that's juice. Yeah, that's that a special is, time. And people started booing, too. Did they really? Yeah, because Syracuse got eliminated uh, that year, like in the first round. Now, if they won, they would all have been cheering. There was like three people in the back of the plane. They were like, boo! <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I was laughing. If they, Winning solves everything. If you win, you can do what you want. Absolutely. Uh, what a show we had today. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Lots of breaking news. Lots of breaking news. Yes, lots of breaking news. And broken hearts. Well, at least for one young woman. In Tiger Woods' life. No more. Follow at me. I'm telling you, Stop. bro. It's not what you want. <laughs> it's not what you want. <laughs> I know. Uh, when we return, it is the two-minute warning. We'll check our Twitter on their debate poll results. We got dad jokes, don't we? Yes. Dad joke? Yeah. Plus, we'll try and fit in our quick power rankings. The three most boss lady women of all time. Today is International Women's Day. We must recognize as such. Quick reminder, first, Land Rover Palm Beach goes above and beyond like they did for me. Land Rover Palm Beach, when I got my Range Rover Velar R Dynamic, that one's coming up on getting turned in for lease. Somebody's going to love that. It's only got 4,400 miles on it. Oh, mm. my goodness. I know. I know. How? Uh, Land Rover I'm Palm jealous. Beach involved with tremendous events like the Pull for Paws with you on Friday. This Friday. As well as the Be at the Boat Show. They're going to help you find exactly what you want. They are west of the Turnpike on Okeechobee Boulevard in West Palm. Shop online right now, LandRoverPalmBeach.com. Remember, uh, hit up my boy Matt Adkins. He's the GM at that store. It's a local family-owned dealership. 
Land Rover Palm Beach is going to help you find whatever you want to be in next when your lease is up, whatever you're driving as it is. Go online, LandRoverPalmBeach.com, because Land Rover Palm Beach goes above and beyond. Two-minute warning, home team, ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. All right, we got tight window here to wrap up this two-minute warning. And today, the two-minute warning is proudly being presented by... Talk to me, T. Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, scenic views. 29-degree beer. Made from scratch favorites. March happiness. Bracket challenge through March 12th. Get ready for the madness by signing up for Twin Peaks Bracket Challenge and receive free chips and queso. Mm. Head over to TwinPeaksBracketChallenge.com to register and learn more. Plus, you got your way for championship round of 16 happening. Plus, you got National Meatball Day, which uh, is tomorrow. Tomorrow's National Meatball Day. Ooh. I love meatballs. Celebrated Twin Peaks spicy meatball skillet served with toasted garlic bread, spicy meatball parmesan with a stuffed toasted hoagie roll served with seasoned french fries. We're doing that tomorrow. Tina, take a note. Let's get uh, Twin Peaks tomorrow for a National National Meatball Day. Day. Ooh, okay. Tell uh, Matroka make that happen. Okay, I will. Off I-95 at Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard. Eats, drinks, scenic views, 29 degree beer. UFC fight headquarters is Twin Peaks. Peaks. Let's check our on-air Twitter debate poll results um, and let's begin. Josh on air is where you find me. Josh on air. Actually, my Twitter right now is not allowing me access to my account. Uh-oh, what did you do? <laughs> I tried to shoot a uh, podcast with you. <laughs> so it's not allowing me access to the Twitter results. So if you guys want to pull them up, you can. Josh on air on my Twitter. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know how to do it. Or I, I can. Both. Or I can just search that account myself. I got you. What if it got jacked? Yeah. All right. Here. Here's our Twitter debate poll results. Thank you, Tina. I found it. Okay. Actually, no. Poll's not there. Are you okay? Okay. Why don't we just power rank our five, mo- our three most boss ladies on International Women's Day? Okay, let's, let's do, do that. that. Let's power rank that. We got a couple minutes here, real quick. All right, Dean, who you got at number three? On Angela your- Merkel. Angela Merkel, who's that? The Prime Minister from Germany. Merkel. I call her Merkel. Yeah, well, you're the only one. Her name's Angela Merkel. Tina, number three. Rihanna. She's the youngest self made female billionaire. That is correct. Hmm. And I will not. Uh, Cheat you of that. Uh-huh. At number three, I got Amelia Earhart. At a time in which they had men laying down a, a, a coat for women to walk over a puddle, she was flying over oceans. That's right. And she remains the all-time goat of hide-and-go-seek. <laughs> That's horrible. Number two, International Women's Day, boss ladies, Dean. Harriet Tubman. Can't argue that. Tina. You're going to argue me this, but Shania Twain. She's iconic, but she's made history. And she's amazing. Harriet Tubman just rolled over in her grave. <laughs> At number two, I got Barbara Bush. Not only did she make her husband director of the CIA, then vice president, then president, she made her son president two times and her other son governor, and she used to drive around Maine in a red Firebird and tell the Secret Service, leave her alone. And she got her picture on the $1 bill. <laughs> hey, Barbara Bush, she's on the $1 sure. bill? No. 
Oh, that's George, George Washington. Washington. They look the same. <laughs> Barbara Bush was a bad woman. Love her. She's a boss uh, she, lady. She didn't like George yes. Washington. Number though. one most boss lady, woman of all time, Dean. Jessica from marketing. Okay. You're an idiot. The people. Well, oh, someone they would know. Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. Yes. Good one. She's boss lady for sure. Tina. Allison Costanza, my mother. Biggest boss lady there is in for, my life. For boss ladies, Tina gave Shania Twain and her mom. And Rihanna. I'm and going Rihanna. Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King made sure that women got paid like men and that people viewed, uh, it, by the way, also beat Billy, uh, Bobby Riggs in the Battle of the Sexes. And pressure. I saw the movie. Yeah, pressure's a privilege. Yeah. Billie Jean King. There is your power rankings. Happy International Women's Day to all of our ladies out there. Thank you for all that you do to make the world uh, so uh, tolerable. Thanks to you. Time for your daily dose of that's cold. Brought to you by John C. Cassidy over the last three Dallas Mavericks games. Luka Doncic scored 105. Kyrie went for 103. They become the first pair of teammates in Mavs history to each score 100 points in a three-game span. So it's working out so far. Yeah, man, Kyrie. Uh, Shout out Jim Beheim. Coming up next, it's a World Baseball Classic from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Every day above ground. It's a good day. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Good night, bad guy. Great night. Home team time is almost 6 p.m.